0: We are branching out of the empty nest. I am your host, Zoanna Price. We provide information for the new and seasoned empty nester. On this show, we discuss health, wealth, relationships, traveling, downsizing, retirement, taking care of aging parents, and so much more. And remember, you don't have to be a parent to be an empty nester. You can be a relative, a neighbor, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, anyone who's played a significant role in helping raise a child, and now that child has left the nest. The information we provide on the show is for you too. Today, we are on part five in our series for taking care of aging parents about getting your parents' affairs in order. We have been speaking with Paulette Smith, who is a retirement specialist, and if you have not listened to the other episodes, please go back and listen to those episodes, and on today's show, we are going to speak about how the empty nester can pay for the long-term care strategies that we've been discussing. So welcome back to the show again, Paulette. Hello. Glad to be here. Great. So what kind of information do you have for us today? Well,
1: today we're going to be talking about the empty nester paying for their own uh, long-term care costs. And next time, we'll be talking about how to, how to cover their parents' costs so that they can keep their parents' financial needs out of their pocket. But oh, today, right. we're covering the empty nesters. And, and the first thing that I ask people is, where will you get funds for your long-term care needs? Where will you get the funds for you? Mm-hmm. Not mommy and daddy, but for you. Right Now, there's sources that are uh, uh, available to you because you're young. And they usually come in the term of different types of long-term care policies. Uh, you have to qualify. And of course, you know, if you're over 70, that's not going to work. But if you are under 70, it, it just might. And then there's also the life insurance policies with long-term care riders. You have to physically healthy, be healthy and qualify for those. Mm -hmm. But let's recap and just remember a few things from our last class. Getting your parents' affairs in order helps you get your own affairs in order. Now today, this information will open your eyes to what's happening with your elders. And then number two, show you not... How to let that happen. Exactly. (laughs) We don't want that to happen. (laughs) Now, one of the things we have to remember is that women live an average of five years longer than men. Mm -hmm. We talked about that before. Women who provide unpaid care lose an average of $565,000 in income and retirement benefits over their lifetime. Most people don't know that. They don't even think about that. Seventy-five percent of the unpaid caregivers are women. That's our society. But marriage doesn't help. 40% of the seniors care for a spouse, and they will predecease that spouse that they're caring for. Mm. So we have to plan. Right. Men are not off the hook. They feel the impact as much as women when it comes to financial preparing for future health care. Now, all the statistics that I like to quote come from a wonderful source called Your Story is in Your Hands, and it's printed by Nationwide Financial but they're getting their information from the AARP Public Policy Institute and I would encourage people to look at the AARP Public Policy Institute why because I'm part of our AARP local chapter 5334 nice. okay. <laughs> in Love DeKalb me. County and we we push things like that okay. and then also this information came from CIPR studies 2016 and other credible sources. But we want you to remember that costs mount fast. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 it's staggering. Now, last time I read how much it would cost people in Georgia for long-term care in 2023. Right. Think about what's going to happen in 2033 mm-hmm. or 2043, okay? <laughs> right. Now, I, what I'm getting ready to quote is only for 7 hours. Mm. Some people need help for longer than seven hours, right. but it's just easier to count the seven hours. Okay. Uh, in 2023, in the state of Georgia, this is the average, seven hours of home-based care. Now, remember, that's where people mostly want to be. And as an empty nester, you're going to want to be in your house, too, that, you know, you made and got really cozy and nice. But if it's seven hours of home-based care right now, It's between thirty and thirty-five thousand dollars a year, okay? Assisted living is forty-five thousand a year and up. And when we talk about a full fledged nursing home for a sick person, that's ninety-three thousand to ninety-five thousand dollars per year.
0: What does round the clock care mean and how will it affect my costs?
1: Okay, well round the clock means just what it says, round the clock. But uh, it affects your cost because, remember, what's quoted is seven hours. Okay. Around the clock is 24. Right. <laughs> okay, And some uh, older parents are stubborn. Mm-hmm. They just will not go anyplace else but their houses. Right. And we are, you know, after the pandemic and everything that's happened, we're becoming more oriented to being in our houses. Right. So who's to say that an empty nester won't feel like this? I don't want to go to an institution. I want to be in my house. Right. And if I need 24 hours of care, then I need 24 hours of care, okay? So we said, please remember also that in some culture, cultures, women, mm-hmm. especially single women, with no children, are expected to rearrange their jobs, rearrange their schedules, relocate and even put romance on hold to care for the elders in the family. Okay. And that's not just mom and dad. That could be Aunt Tessie or or Uncle Glenn. Okay. Mm -hmm. They are expected to do this without complaint. And that is now. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what they're expected. Young women have been guilted into agreeing with the famous deathbed promise, Mm -hmm. never to put a loving relative in a home. That's The guilt trip, okay? But see, times are changing because even now for your 65 to 70-year-olds, they're seeing as their bodies break down, Moving a 95 year old when the 95 year old weighs 200 pounds and you weigh 125 is an impossibility. Right. So the person may not be able to be taken care of at home. Right. So now that you see it happening to your grandparents and your parents as an empty nester, you should make sure that we don't have the problem, okay? Right. Now, we as, as uh, baby boomers cannot expect you. To take care of us in this way. The world is changing, Mm -hmm. but it's changing even more because the empty nesters are going to have to deal with the Gen Xers, which is an entirely different (laughs) group. You know, we need to help you in making a better situation for all the generations. You know, the money is just not out there like it used to be. In some communities, resources, wealth, and land for the middle class has been depleted in this country. So we have to plan differently. We have to plan more intently. Mm -hmm. We have to begin planning earlier. You know, uh, have you set aside any funds for your long-term care strategy, empty nesters out there, you know, some of you have long-term care policies at work that are part of your long-term care strategy. Remember, the long-term, stri- st- long-term care strategy is a plan to obtain benefits over a period of time. Now, empty nesters, for you, the easiest strategy begins with long-term care and a policy form. If that does not work, then you have to start with Part B. But let's stick with part A. Part A is to get it at work, okay? When I meet a person who has LTC, that's long-term care, on the job, that's a long-term care policy, Mm -hmm. I usually uh, ask them about the policy. And all they can usually tell me is that I have it on the job. Mm -hmm. They don't know anymore. And when you ask them what the policy covers, they have no idea. They just know they have it, okay? I ask the client what is the what's the cost of the policy and this is what you should be looking at as an empty nester right. and does the company what what does the company handbook say it covers mm-hmm. did you get a company handbook right. <laughs> okay Absolutely. and if you didn't get a company handbook Can't you get a company handbook now?
0: Probably got it. You just threw it in the corner somewhere and didn't read it.
1: And they may even put it on the internet for you. However they give it to you, you should save it and know it. Is your employer paying any amount of the policy? Mm -hmm. Or are you paying for the whole thing? If so, think carefully, Empty Nester. If you leave the company voluntarily Mm -hmm. or non-voluntarily before you reach retirement age, how portable Mm-hmm. is this long term care policy that you're having money deducted out of your what? salary to pay what happens and this is the big one mm-hmm. what happens if there's a change between the ltc company's relationship with your employer Ooh, then there is a negative a negative force going back and forth that you aren't even part of right get in writing what remains the same and what terms change as the policy goes along, or as you retire, before you retire. And people say, why do I have to get in writing? Well, you, you know, I know Tessie, I know Jane in, in, in uh, human resources, and she's really good. She tells me everything I need. Well, if Jane is really that good, she's probably not going to be in that position for long. She's going to get promoted, or mm-hmm. she's going to go to another company. So then what do you do? If you have it in writing, Mm -hmm. then you know what the terms are and you can see if they're changing over the year. In fact, everything, all of the things that you sign for uh, at work, uh, as far as investments, 401Ks, 403Bs, you need to get the information in writing, put it in a file and keep it because you're going to need it later on.
0: Got it. So explain that again. Why is it important to have it in writing from HR? Okay. Well, you know,
1: I, I can give you the, the facts from an article, an article written by John Rosham in Monster Senior uh, Contributor Writing. He It's entitled, Long-Term Care Insurance Through Your Employer. Is It Worth the Option? Well, there's, there's an attorney by the name of Frank Darris, And he says, I always suggest that people buy individual coverage because it, it offers independence mm-hmm. rather than getting it at work. It offers independence, flexibility, courtability, and the ability to go to court <laughs> against the insurer if the insured, namely you, the empty nester, believes a claim was wrongly denied. And that's what Frank Daris, uh, an Ont- Ontario, California plaintiff attorney Wrote in uh, Mr. Rossen's article, and I, had, I, you know, I'm I am a practitioner, mm-hmm. but because I don't sell people on the job, I had never thought of that. You know, I'd sell the individual policies, and I thought, okay, that's a good thought coming mm-hmm. from an attorney.
0: So. I would do better, it would be better for me to purchase an individual policy, correct?
1: I would say yes, but you still want to look at what you have at work. Okay. You see, when when the job gives you anything, you just really want to examine it because right. it just may be a good thing. And this is, this is what I usually say. When buying an individual policy for yourself, empty nesters, please keep in mind the following. Buy a long-term care policy between the ages of 40 and 59. That's the best age to buy it. When you're young and you have less medical issues that you know about. Mm -hmm. Now, you notice I said less medical (laughs) issues that you know, because you're answering everything truthfully. You know, if you don't know about it, it's truthful. You know, you're being truthful. Mm -hmm. So you want to get it between 40 and 59. See if the policy is a reimbursement or an indemnity model. There are two different models. A reimbursement policy may cost you less. However, you have to spend your money up front and await a clerk who does not know you, who's never seen you, to decide how much of the expenditures you made will be reimbursed. Mm -hmm. Now, if you buy an indemnity policy, a cash indemnity policy, your doctor's report triggers the release of the money directly to you, Mm -hmm. and you pay for the benefits, which means you can have somebody in your house. It could be Aunt Mm Glenda, whom you trust that you like, okay? Or it could be your cousin... Uh, uh john who you care for and they're going to be there and you can pay them okay. if you do it the other way with the other model the reimbursement uh policy you can't do that okay mm-hmm. they want uh other ty- they have other types of things that they want but the cash indemnity will allow you to do that uh if the pol- uh, by the policy if you have a medical disqualifier and recovered from it now people ask me what is a medical disqualifier. An example is is cancer. Okay. okay. Depending on the type of cancer you had mm-hmm. and the years you had it and how long ago you had it, you may qualify. If it has not resurrected itself, okay. you just may qualify. You know, same for strokes. Mm-hmm. If you had a stroke over 2 years ago, and you've been able to keep your blood pressure and everything down at a certain level, you just may qualify for a long-term care standalone long-term care policy. Mm-hmm. Also, remember that standalone long-term care premiums can rise. Now, see, there's. Remember, I talked about the standalone long-term care, and then I talked about adjoining it to uh, certain types of life insurance. Mm-hmm. They're two different things. Now, some people just say, I don't want any life insurance. I have that. I, I, I'm not interested. But I want the strict long-term care policy, and that's all I want. Well, what happens is the those prices go up. Mm, okay. If you have a standalone long-term care policy. Now, also... Remember that if you buy the other types, that does not happen, does not tend to happen. There are some situations that may disqualify you if you don't handle the application process correctly. Some companies ask if you've ever been declined. If so, it's an automatic decline. Okay, but we don't want all uh, we, we don't lie. You okay. have to tell the truth. Okay. However, if you have a good agent, the agent will read the application because many applications ask different things different ways, mm-hmm. okay? Some applications don't ask about a decline, okay. and that's what your independent financial services professionals should put you in, the things that don't ask those kind of right. questions. And then you're not caught saying something that you shouldn't be saying, okay? So make sure you don't apply to those companies that are going to ask that question. So when I sit with clients, I consider solutions that meet their needs. Right. And I, I basically look at three things. Now, they're the standalone policies. If you do not need additional life insurance coverage and desire long-term care coverage with lower premiums compared with other kinds of policies, the standalone model might just be right for you. Now, there's one negative. The negative, and I mentioned it before, the negative is, is that this kind of policy may increase numerous times over your lifetime. And there are no policy benefits other than long term care. But remember, the good part is that you got it Less expensive. Right. Okay. Now, then there's another model, and that is the linked benefit policy. If you're primarily concerned about long-term care coverage and have less need for life insurance, this may be a good option. It offers an extension of long-term care benefits beyond the life insurance coverage. The good part is that premiums are guaranteed. Never to increase. (laughs) I'll repeat, never to increase, okay? (laughs) Okay, And are typically funded with a single premium or variety of schedules. This can shorten your pay time. Now, you say, well, a single premium, oh, that's going to be a lot of money. Well, I know some people that have more than one IRA. Hmm. I know people that have just savings in in a a bank account, savings in a CD. You can use that as a lump sum Mm -hmm. to go ahead and fund your long-term care. And you can use it as a lump lump sum. Uh, Let's say you want a certain amount to come out over a five-year period Mm -hmm. or a seven-year period or a 10-year period so that when you are ready to retire and you need this, you don't have to pay for it anymore. So you you want it. You have to look at the payment schedule, and you and your agent can figure out what is a good one for you. But the good part about this is it's guaranteed not to increase. Then there's a life insurance with a rider. Mm -hmm. Consider this option if you're most concerned about leaving a legacy are providing for loved ones when you pass away, but would like to have access to the death benefit yourself if it needs care. Premiums are flexible and can be guaranteed for certain solutions.
0: What if I can't get a policy? What if I don't qualify? Well,
1: you know, all the above models, of course, that I mentioned are long-term care policies, but there are other ways that empty nesters can pay for their own long-term care. Say you have a real estate investment. You're You like real estate and you've kept, you know, you have a couple of properties or you may even have one, okay, check with your accountant. And I'm going to put this on the Accountants of America, okay, <laughs> to see if and how proceeds from a sale of that property can be used to pay for your long-term care policy at a time, okay? Now, why do I say long-term policy rather than long-term care? Mm-hmm. You're going to see in a minute because with the way long-term care costs, if you're getting a certain amount of, uh, uh, taking a certain amount out, it is better to leverage your money with a policy if you can. Okay. If you can't, well, then that's another story. But if you can do it, it's better to, better to do it that way. You can take money from savings, you know uh, people have saved, and especially people uh, after this pandemic, they didn't go anywhere for two years, right? That's true. <laughs> And so all the money that we normally spend going out and having a good time, <laughs> hopefully, clothes, was in the bank. Yeah, you know, exactly. that's it. <laughs> so you 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 may have uh, money in your savings, and it says talk to your accountant. To see how money from an equity loan can be used to pay for long-term care. Can it come strictly out of uh, the uh, equity loan and be used to pay for a policy? Or do you get an equity loan? Is it put in your bank account, a savings account or somewhere, and then used for it? What is their process that costs you less taxes? You always go to them not an insurance salesman. You always go (laughs) to the accountant so that you can find out about taxes, okay? And you must talk with your independent financial professional about using money that originally came from a 401k and an IRA or even a non-retirement investment. I talk with my clients and with their taxpayer uh, people when it's necessary to do this. Invest in a long-term care annuity. That's another thing you can do, which offers special provisions to pay long-term care expenses. You can invest in other types of annuities. Many of my clients have done this through me. You can buy a short-term care policy. and I do sell those. Unlike long-term care policies that can provide years of coverage, short-term policies usually cover one year or less. The benefits are not as rich, but it's better than nothing, and it gives you a chance to get other plans in order, especially if you're a middle-class person, you don't have a lot of savings, and we know that you need to get on Medicaid. You know, there's other, there's times when you would have nothing to help you. The short-term care policy would. Some of my clients have several type of insurance policies. The ones that they are overfunding and are using for retirement are not the kind of policies I'm talking about. However, some persons have old-term policies, and some clients have policies that can that just can't be overfunded. They're just regular old whole life, and they have too much of it. They don't really need it, okay? If these... It, It is these policies that you may wish to sell, and you've seen it on TV where they talk about selling your life insurance policy to go ahead and do something else. This is one of the things you can do with this. Now, the most intense payment form is one not That doesn't come from an insurance policy, and I hope you never have to use it, but it's an attempt to pay the entire cost from your account. People have no idea how fast money disappears. For example, let's say your retirement account has $200,000 in it. After all the stuff that's happened, we still have 200000 By the time you need long-term care, it's there. Okay, you don't have a policy, but you decide to use this to pay for your long-term care costs. Now, I want you to take how much it costs to stay at home, that thirty dollars to $35,000. And if you use your $200,000 account only for those costs, I want you to see how long it will last, okay? How many years will you be able to pay it funding it yourself? Five and a half years. And that's if nothing else happens. That's if nothing else else happened, happened. and that's bad, okay? Finally, I've helped my client by home care visitation service insurance. That's another thing that we have. Companies send out licensed professionals to help you in your home. Long-term care indemnity policies pay you to pay these people so that they can take care of you. The home care visitation policies do not, Okay. What have we talked about today, and what do you remember? Well, the first thing you remember is to see two people, your accountant and your financial (laughs) services professional, okay, of which I am one, okay? Give me a call at 770-885-6329. My name is Paulette Smith, and I ask you to join me next week as we talk about helping you help your parents get services. They're going to have to get services from places, and they might even have to go on to to do Medicaid planning. Mm -hmm. You might have to see an elder care attorney who I know you've got some coming on. They're going to talk about Medicaid planning. I've got friends that are going to come and talk about Medicaid. You should not be ashamed of Medicaid. Uh, We paid our taxes to be able to have this kind of thing. So in the next two weeks, think about you, the empty nester, and what you're going
0: to do to help you. Right. You got to keep that money in your pocket as long as you can, as long as you can. Okay. Great information. Again, this is part five in our series about taking care of your aging parents and getting your parents' affairs in order. And as Paulette said at the beginning, getting their affairs in order is the same thing as you getting your affairs in order. So you need to start that process now. We are branching out of the empty nest. I am your host, Zoana Price, and on this show we bring you tips, advice, resources, and the tools you need to navigate through this process of being the empty nester. New episodes are available every other week. You can reach us on Instagram at Empty Nest Squad. We're also on Facebook at Branching Out of the Empty Nest. And you can visit our webpage, which is emptynestsquad.com. Thank you for listening to the show. As always, download it, rate it, and review it so other empty nesters can find us. And until next time, get out there and soar.